Once again, I'm standing here in a delegated authority from our leaders, from our bishop, Bishop Primundo, Bugatal, our return bishop of the Diocese of Visayas. And gather here today as people of God to worship Him, to acknowledge Him that He is our God, to thank Him all the blessing we have received from Him, blessing we have seen and blessing we have not seen, but He's working in our lives to honor Him. So what is about one hour to be here or, or more in one day, Sunday, to worship Him, to give Him thanks, Maybe we are so busy with our lives, with our work, with our business, with our family, whatever it is. But we must have a time together, to gather together and worship Him. Give Him thanks, all the goodness in our lives. To hear from Him, because that is a sign of submission, a sign of Acknowledging His authority in our lives as people of God. Today, as we continue celebration of Resident Epiphany, time to time, day by day, step by step, now Jesus is revealed. That is as mani manifestation of who He is. Who is this? Baby, who is this Jesus that come to the earth? That is epiphany, manifestation of who he is. And as he grow and start his ministry, today we experience and see the revelation of his power and authority. That he is truly the son of God, the Messiah. Although he is man, but he is God. Full authority from the Father. And for us, we have to submit. We have to obey. We have to acknowledge His Lordship in our lives. So, my title, what we have, my title today is How do we respond to the authority of Jesus in our lives? How do we respond? The setting of the situation is they are in the synagogue. In verse 21, Then they went into the Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. Then they, they, it means to say together now with his disciples. He, he started to gather now his companions, his disciples, the people that he would teach about the kingdom of God, the people that would be the next generation to continue his work, the succession of these apostles after him. So we have to train him, to train them, and to train them hands-on with him, not just classroom discipleship, but side-by-side -side discipleship hands-on. So, as they come in, the synagogue, he taught there. Here we could see the manifestation, the revelation of God's power, authority, both 
in the eyes of the, the apostles or the disciples of gold and in front of the people. Manifestation of who is that he is the son of God. So the setting is like this. They are in a synagogue. They are inside a church. And he teaches. And he taught them the word of God. And as he taught them, they were astonished at his teaching. He taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. So here, the people is always there. Every Sunday or maybe uh, every Sabbath are there. But when Jesus taught, they recognized the difference between the scribes and Jesus. There is authority when Jesus taught. There's authority. What is authority anyway? Authority is the right to use power or to enforce or to implement laws and even expect obedience. It's the right. They've given authority, like, like, like here, like, like me. I'm standing here in a delegated authority from our bishop, Bishop Primundo. And I share this, I do this because he had authorized me. If not, I will not be here. So authority is something, the right, that I'm standing here, authorized by our bishop. If not, I will not. Because I recognize his authority over me in our church. So here Jesus is with authority. So that's the difference between the scribes and Jesus. There's authority. There's power. The power to convince. The power to challenge. And the power to ignite people to change. Because I believe the message is as the same. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The challenge people to change. And that authority. And why there's an authority? That's rating on him. Authority is something else. A right to use power. But there's something called people obey, be convinced with people, with authority. Because of their position. Yes. Because of their position and their rank. But Jesus is not only because of the position of his God. But there's something that's radiating in him. That authority. Not because of his position or rank. But, but inside of him. That authority that come out of him. One. Because he is submitted to the authority of the Father. When we learn to submit to authority, to higher authority than us, then we know when we know that that power from our leaders, somebody appoint you, flow in us. And to balance with, Jesus submitted to the Father. He obeyed the Father. That's why the power of God working in him, because he's 
obedience and submission to the Father. Same also with us. With our submission and obedience to the Father, there's no such authority in our life or quote in God, there's no impact in our life to other people. Because that submission to the Father, submission to God obedience, that's radiate in us. Second, he said that all authorities are given unto him by the Father. For God and Jesus is one. That's why the authority is radiating him because of his being one in relationship and submission to the Father. Number three, his word, his teaching is authority because he is the word itself. There's authority in his word because he is the word. He is the word. He is the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. Jesus is the word. That's why there's authority in him. There's authority in him because not only because of his attitude of love, humility. That authority would convince people to obey us, to obey Jesus also with love, not to force them because they just obeyed him from their heart. Like authority that he called James and Peter, all, come follow me. They had nursed no hesitation because radiating in him, not the authority of the, of the Father, but that the love, that submission, that obedience unto him. That's why, in other way also like us, people, somewhere we are also leaders, we are parents, we are leaders in our departments or in our work. May our subordinates just follow us or our children follow us because of our authority as a father. But they, not only that, they call it not our positional authority, but relational authority of our relationship to them, of love. And they would obey us with joy and gladness. Not only because, because in authority. Sometimes they have to obey forcefully themselves because they have to. But Jesus, because of his love, because of his submission, because of his humbleness, people was attracted to him to obey him without hesitation. And lastly, he is in a moral, uh, high um, obedience to God, righteous before God. This is not guilt upon him because he's obeying God. That's the same also with us. You know, such power flow in us because we know we are doing the right thing. We are obeying God. And not only because of that position, but because people see us, we are obedient also, humble ourselves. So it's easy for them to submit, easy for them to obey. That's why the commandment as wife, submit to your husband. But later on, 
Husband, love your wife. It's easy to submit to a loving husband. Not to force yourself that I'm authority here. Waslik po there. But you don't have to do that because a loving husband is easy to submit and to obey. So, brother and sister, you could see the, why there's authority in Jesus. Because Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus obey God. Jesus is one with God. And Jesus himself is God. His word is one. And he is living righteously before him. That's why that authority flows in him without any guilt. Because he knows and he knows that he's obeying God. Just conviction in himself, what he's doing, what he's saying is true because he believes in it. There's authority in that. And the thing is that I would ask question, how do we respond? When we hear the word of God, how do we respond? Do you give full authority in our lives? As we hear the word here in the pulpit, or maybe somebody shared to you, or maybe you have read the word in your own reading, in your own uh, uh, study, or maybe somebody say to you, or maybe in a form of maybe of, of exhortation, or in mean in a form of correction. How do we respond to the word of God? Like in the setting. The synagogue is like this. How do we respond? Do we give full authority to the word of God as it is the final authority in our lives? Because in finality of things, everything in our life is connected to the word of God. Everything in our lives, every area of our life is connected to the Word of God. Everything, family, finances, relationship, business, work, everything is connected to the Word of God. Like, like a computer, everything is programmed to the Word of God. That's why we have to submit, we have to obey, accept the Word of God in faith. And obey it. So how do we? Many, many teachings have heard how we acknowledge it. How we, we have response to it. How we have obeyed. Because that's the only thing that will also give us the level of authority and the power that come out of us. How much we have obeyed. The word have heard. And Jesus follow authority because he's son of God. God in, in him is one. And at the same time, he is the word of God and have obeyed and submitted to the Father. That's why that, that power of authority is radiating him. Not that because of his position, but of his attitude that radiating inside of him. It's worth obeying and worth imitating and word of respect. Second, brethren, there's a man in the synagogue with unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Do you come to destroy us? 
I know who are you, the only one of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet, come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with loud voice, he came out of him. So in this synagogue, there's somebody with unclean spirit inside the synagogue. That is very possible. Inside a church, maybe an unclean spirit. There is maybe a wrong attitude in us. And how do we respond? This, this demon said, Leave us alone. That is an unclean spirit in us. We don't want to submit. We don't obey. We want to do our own thing. That is an unclean spirit in us. We want to do our own thing. But one thing, the Lord says, be quiet and get out of him. He rebuked him. First, he just shown to the people and disciples that he is over all the enemy. He is more powerful than a demon. He could rebuke it. Exercise his power over demon. Now you can see his power in his word, now power over demons. Over bad circumstances, God is Lord of it. Even in this pandemic, God is over it. So how do you respond? Do we let the Lord submit his word and have to change? Or leave us alone? I want to do my own thing. It's up to you. But right now, it is an unclean spirit in us. And you want to be corrected. You want to submit his word. That is an unclean spirit in us. You could be in the church all this of your life with an unclean spirit if we want to obey God. But the only God could change us. Only the power of his word, power of spirit that could deliver us. And lastly, he says, then the people, in verse 27, immediately his fame and they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves same saying what is this what doctrine is this with authority he commands them and unclean spirit they obey him and said oh what a beautiful teaching now a bless yes but here it's not because bless but how are we going to obey Remember in the previous verse, even the demons said, how would we know who you are? You are the son of God. That's the word from the, the, from the unclean spirit. We know who you are. You're the son of God. They know Jesus. The unclean spirit know Jesus. But they did not obey Jesus. That's why Jesus had to rebuke them. So that they possibly they have to obey Jesus. Whether you like it or not, they have to obey Jesus. So it's not the thing how much we know about Jesus. It's not the thing how much we know of his word. But the real issue is how much authority is the Lord in our life. That's the real issue. We have heard a lot of words, teaching. Now the issue is how much of those teachings of the word has authority in our life. That is the question. That is the issue. 
So not only acknowledge him, or even say, we acknowledge him, yes. We know him, we acknowledge him. But above all, the real issue, and the bottom line is, we have to obey. How much have obeyed? How much have submitted to the word that we have spoken to us? That is the issue. And only us, only us, ourselves could know that. How much we have heard. Because as we declare he is the Lord, then as his authority, we will follow him of love. Not of forcefully ourselves to force to obey him, submit him, but as he loves us, we also respond to him in love. Obeying him, loving him. Sometimes we don't, we don't agree, yes, but you have to change. And yes, Lord, you are right, I'm wrong. Help me to obey you. That is the issue there. So once again, brothers and sisters, like in a synagogue setting, the Lord is preaching His word. The Lord has, has already uh, exercised His power over demons, over circumstances. Now, the question, how do we respond? How much of the word of God is, have given authority in our lives? Is still God really in control of everything in our lives? Or still we are in control? Maybe there are things that we give to God, but there are things that still hold. We are still the one holding it. Jesus is not Lord over there. And you have no authority there also. Even you hold it, you have no authority when the enemy attacks that area. You have no authority to overcome it. Why? Because you have not submitted it to God. So it's once again, brothers and sisters, today to, to ask ourselves, is He really the Lord of our lives? As Bishop a primate always says, that he must be the Lord of all or not at all. Please stand.